everybody. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. And let me just say one thing here. This is the Rich Eisen Show. My gosh, Steve, when, when did you first start uh, chit-chatting with J.J. Watt about him coming aboard? Well, as soon as he was uh, officially released. Earlier on the show, MMQB senior writer Albert Breer. Still to come. Pro Football Hall of Famer Rod Woodson. ESPN NFL analyst Louis Riddick. Plus, comedian and Frank Caliendo. And now, it's Rich Eisen. All right, everybody. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Rod Woodson is going to be joining us in about 20 minutes' time. He tweeted at me and a bunch of other folks on Twitter saying, hey, can you hit this with a retweet? And it, it was a tweet about his uh, his foundation, Hope Through Football, hopefoughfootball.org. And I'm like, hey, you know, I'll, I'll hit you with a retweet. But uh, how about uh, you calling in the show? My platform is, is your platform. Mikasa is Sukasa. Right. Is that what, uh, is that a proper that's Spanish? How it, that's how it goes, yeah. Okay. And uh, so he will be calling into the show in about 19 minutes' time. And we can ask him about what happened on this date, right, in 1983. Was it on this date in 1983 that... It seems like it, yeah. Yes. Okay. That Terry Bradshaw had arm surgery and, uh, and to try and keep it quiet. Um, uh, checked into the hospital under the pseudonym of... Thomas Brady? Is that really? That's great. In 1983, what happened? Is that a, is an article that was making the rounds on Twitter? There it is. It's a UPI article from Shreveport, Louisiana. The headline, Hiding Behind All Alias, Pittsburgh Steeler quarterback Terry Bradshaw entered a North Louisiana hospital, underwent minor surgery for muscle tears in the elbow of his throwing arm. During his stay, Bradshaw made rounds in the hospital to visit sick children and quote-unquote really cheered them up, officials said Tuesday. Here's the, 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 the paragraph that pays. The four-time winning Super Bowl quarterback was admitted to Doctor's Hospital on March 3rd under the name Thomas Brady. I mean, what the what? So Tom Brady's five at this time. Terry Bradshaw only throws eight more passes after this in his NFL career. How about that? Unbelievable. So is it possible the powers of Bradshaw made their way to Northern California? Yeah. Dude, it's so insane. It's so insane. Um, your news update, does, it, does that include Tom Brady's appearance on the, on James Corden? It does. Okay, because I, I wanted to talk about that. I, I mean, we'll hit on that. Um, and then, uh, you know, a crazy thing before we do get to your news update here, um, and we welcome uh, some of those who might be joining us right now here in hour number two of our show on Peacock or this Rich Eisen Show radio affiliate or NBC Audio uh, Sports Audio X Sirius XM Channel 211. Um the uh, the uh, story out of New York is the Jets' uh, general manager Joe Douglas just said that um, Sam Darnold, if you're, he'll take calls on him, which is a change in stance, and that's that's great. He also because he's got to say that. I mean, you know, I mean, this is a, a very important uh, um, hand that he's being dealt. I mean, he has got he basically to use a poker phrase. Uh, he he. Joe Douglas has flopped top pair with a flush draw, and you know, or he's got two piece flopped two pair with a flush draw. You know what I mean? And Big he hand. so he he can he can he can over the next cards he can flush he can full house he can do the whole damn thing he can straight flush he's got it all working, and uh, I just want to make sure he bets right so somebody doesn't suck out on the river and the Jets wind up with the wrong. The wrong result here. Joe Douglas appears to be doing this just fine. He also said that the plan, because 
God bless the New York media. They tried all different ways to get him to comment on Deshaun Watson, which he clearly cannot. <laughs> I mean, can't do it. Right? Can't do it. That's and, tampering. And they, they asked him what his philosophy is on trading draft choices. They asked him, <laughs> would he trade a bunch of draft choices for a single player, for instance? And and he didn't bite on any of it. And he basically said, it's creative. You know, that quote unquote, our plan is to build this thing through the draft. Another sign to Nick Casario. Fine. You hold on to your hand. My hand is great. I've already flopped top two. I can flush. I can boat. I can do all sorts of stuff yeah. with this hand. I'm and you sit. Oh, great. You, you sit there with your losing hand, man. Yeah. You sit there with your losing hand. Because, again, I know that I'll be accused of trying to talk this up for the Jets. But it's the same thing with the Dolphins, too. Same thing with the Dolphins, too. If you are somebody sitting there with a quarterback who is 25, who is dynamite, right? And you've got a quarterback who's dynamite in the community and all sorts of stuff. And he is just, let's just say you've got this player and he's basically told you, I don't want to play for you anymore. And I'm never going to play for you anymore. And I haven't spoken about it publicly. Don't make me do that. Let's just say you have that situation. Wouldn't you want not one, but two suitors with top three draft choices right now and multiple first rounders to offer you with a 23-year-old quarterback of their own who has a dynamite college career and resume behind them? Wouldn't you want to have something like that if you're Houston? They got not one but two. It's the perfect situation for them to hop on it and play two teams against each other, off each other, and they're two teams in the same division. Hey, Jets, if you don't come up with it, he's going to wind up in Miami. Enjoy that. Hey, Miami, if you don't come up with this, he's going to sit there in New York. Enjoy that. You'll see him twice a year. It's a perfect scenario for Houston to exploit. And they haven't twitched in that direction yet. Now we're going to hold on to yeah. Hold on. Crazy. Weird game of chicken the Texans are playing. Oh, man. my gosh. You know, you. I think of I think of uh, Braveheart. Hold. <laughs> you know, yeah. like Longshanks' army is coming right at you, man. Sending the... Uh, coming. Hold. Hold. What are they doing? <laughs> like Holding. For oh, what? I don't know. But they're holding 2-7 offsuit. They have no yes. hand. They got a Doyle, Doyle Brunson. They have no hand. Now, can you guys explain talk. all that to people uh, who don't play poker? No, can, basically, yeah. Jason, basically what the Jets have got is you've got a great hand coming out of the gate, okay? And there's two more cards to come on the table that could really strengthen your hand. So you're playing from a position of strength. Yes. The Jets have a 23-year-old quarterback they could hold on to. The Jets have the t- second overall pick, so they could take a quarterback not named any quarterback not named Trevor Lawrence. And they also have the other draft capital to go get the 25-year-old stud in Deshaun Watson. So if you want Sam Darnold, come call. Come on. Here we go. You want him? Because we're going to use our second overall pick. Oh, you want to use that second overall pick for the quarterback you think we're going to take? Oh, okay. Why don't you come uh, in a direction? and we'll, we'll keep Sam Darnold. Of course we will. We love him. Let's keep talking him up while saying you want him. I'll answer the phone. So on and so forth. Let's see the let's see the turn. The, That's coming. And the Texans have no strength. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's get to Chris Brockman's news update before Rod Woodson joins us here on this busy Wednesday. And now, with a report of the day's news from the world of sports and entertainment, someone who is not a journalist or newsman by any definition of the word whatsoever, it's Chris Brock. All right, Christopher, what do you have over there? Hey, guys. Remember who won the Super Bowl this year? Yes, indeed. Tom Brady. 
Mm-hmm. Manny looked great. We saw his amazing uh, celebration, the parade, the boats, the Lombardi toss. It was incredible. Brady was on James Corden last night. <laughs> Talked about it. It's great. <laughs> okay. First of all, I was not thinking at that moment. There was not a thought. It was, this seems like really fun to do. And um, not to mention, when you get your hands on one of those trophies, there are a lot of really sharp edges on the bottom, you know, yeah. where the stand is. Obviously, the ball is what it is. But, and then I found out later that had they, had that been an incomplete pass, that would have went down like 80 feet. Oh, you'll um, never see it again. So, you even I'm hear- so happy to cam. Whose voice is it that you hear say, no, can you, there's somebody oh, shouts, no, don't do it. That's, that's my little eight-year-old daughter. The Daddy, oh, no. Oh, no. And who could imagine that an eight-year-old girl would have the most sense of anybody <laughs> in that whole area at the time? Like, you know, she's the voice of reason. All right, a few things here. Um, a few things here. A few things here leap to mind. Um, if you don't mind, I'll, can I make this about me? Because what's the name of the show here? Uh, okay, I mean, what? Did I, I understand it's not the. L- this is the Rich Eisen show. Clearly, clearly, James Corden doesn't have the same watching or listening ritual as Blake Shelton, because we have gone over and over and over as to whose voice that is. I even said, like a great Michigan man might uh, surmise, uh, isn't it crazy that an, an eight-year-old had the had the only sense to say, "Dad, no," right? Plus, you know, <clears throat> I can't believe he did that. Plus, you know, it's an excellent point Tom makes because, you know, having held the trophy myself, um, there are a lot of pointy edges to it. Seven times he's got. Yes, he has. And I hold it with those white gloves because that's, you know, the only way I'm allowed to touch it. He can just touch it with his own damn bare hands. Unreal. Uh, Brady also added during this uh, that Giselle, after winning Super Bowl 55, said, quote, what more do you have to prove? Ah! Well, didn't she say after same thing championship after the Rams right, yeah, after yeah. championship I mean, six, she said, what, you know, what do we, what do, what, what do we else, do? What, what, else, we, what else we got left? What are we doing? And then, you know, hey, um, does he then say eight is great? I mean, do you, you can make it this way. You can make it that way. That's the kid's song about, you know, eight, eight, eight is great. Brady you wants one for way. every finger, people. That's what he's going to go for. Why not? He's definitely winning another one with Tampa. What else? What do you want me around he's, more? I he's mean, gonna play like three more years. So, yeah, please. But uh, the, you know. Anyway, that's awesome. no, I, I know the thing that I, 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 it was great to see him finally comment on it. Um, and but eighty feet, 80 down, feet some, down, somebody would have gotten it, right? Oh yeah, yeah. The police boats have scuba gear on them. They have to. You some th- of them. They do. Yeah. So in, in that, yeah, they. So none of them. somebody would have. Oh, yeah, they gone, would have donned the gear in. immediately. Immediately, right? they would have right. donned the gear and gone down. Look, 100%. guys, that would have ended up on an episode of Pawn Stars real quick, all right? So it was going to be slightly rusted Lombardi Slightly rusted Lombardi trophy yeah. from Tampa. Uh, is that Tiffany uh, our, Rust? Our, our major domo, Don Bowie, is pointing out in my ear that if it had touched the bottom of the boat, does that become public domain and anybody could have just gone right in there? Was that, was that what Jason Light said when he was on this show? Oh, boy. Wow, anybody could have gone in there. Public but domain. But 80 feet, you can't just... No, you gotta, no, no, no. You, can't no. Just you gotta dive scuba 80 gear. feet. You gotta have scuba gear. You gotta put scuba gear on. Yeah? You know about police boats I've and scuba actually, gear? Sc- yes, I dove in the Hudson with scuba gear on. Which, what? Get and out of here. brought up a dead body from a truck oh my God. that went off the what? end of a pier. What just happened? We just took a turn. When I was 16 years old, no joke. 
with two other guys. Yes. What are you doing working for I a wasn't. police I was department a sea scout. I was a sea scout, and our boat was docked on the end of a dock. A van went off. A guy either and then, committed so you, suicide, and we brought the body up. And it was the most disgusting thing I've ever done in my life in the water of the Hudson. Oh, so you've done more disgusting things outside of the water yes, of the Hudson. I don't in. want to know about that. The Hudson River. You can't see a foot. I mean, the layers of, Del, layers of Del yeah, Tufo is a great see fantasy a foot team in front of you. The layers it's of so Del bad. Tufo. Yeah, we we got we docked. Oh gosh. And the, and there was a boat there, and they're like, Oh no, oh, there were enough. Yeah, yeah we're it was good. nuts. Like, wait, we're, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty crazy. Oh, I'm writing down layers. Have you named your boat yet? I think it's going to be. I, I'm uh, a mama. Uh, is this news break? Is this, this break? might? This, this might be. I think Mama D because my mother. Okay, that's great. But that's wonderful. Great. It's like yeah. It's like but then it's mama not two D pump chump. Like the fishing boats. <laughs> yes, it's the. What is the exact opposite of two, <laughs> two pump chump? Would be naming it after your beautiful late mother. Because I mean, you guys, if you guys got boats, you could say a hole. I mean, that would be not No, I mean, it's uh, it's. I think Mama D. <laughs> can Mama I get D. to the rest of the yes. news? Like, I'm sorry, take Brock. control of your newscast. What a hijacking that just went on. All right, this is from Diana Rossini uh, earlier today, talking about the pending free agency, what's coming. Just texted with the NFL head coach about upcoming cuts mm, and what he expects. Mm, mm, Quote: mm. It's going to be a massacre. Next week, all around the league. How about that? We're going to see a lot of new faces and new places next year. I I mean, that is going to be something else. Not just quarterbacks. So next week, just keep an eye on all these cuts right before free agency. agency, And then there's going to be, who said it? Was it Schefter that if you're a mid-level, mid-tier paid player, this is bad news for you? This is going to be a rough stretch to get a job? We already saw it yesterday. Kyle Van Noy signed that huge deal with Miami last year. Boom, cut. How soon is he going to be back in New England? Hopefully, five very, minutes ago. Hopefully, did very that happen soon. five minutes ago? Hopefully, very soon. Kyle Rudolph as well got cut by Minnesota. yeah by the Minnesota Vikings, and maybe he he winds up with Cleveland. You know that was the idea that Kevin Stefanski is his old coach, and seems like they're the front runner. That's what Mary Kay Cabot said okay. as well. It depends what the team does with David and Joku. Couple other notes here. Dallas Morning News uh, reports Cowboys contract talks TJ with Dak Prescott. Dee, 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 dee. Quote oh. more productive hey. than they have been. Oh, in previous months. Wow. Oh. he just. You know what? <laughs> TJ Jefferson has the look of a man who doesn't want to hear about it anymore until it's done. Did I just have I interpreted your head shake and no, body I, I language? Jack you, you cleaned up what was coming out. Yeah, you okay. cleaned up what was in my mind. That was the PG version okay. of what I was thinking. You don't right. want to hear another I'm, word I'm until it's done. I'm tired of hearing about it. Get it done. Like I I can't come up here on here every day and say it's the most important position on your team. We know this, right? Well, as we you know, know it's the most important. So get a, it handled. Or, TJ or here, hold on a second. Let me help you. Okay, take a breath. Okay. Okay. Take a breath. No, 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 no. Here you go. Take a breath and think positive thoughts, and then exhale, and keep doing that for the next two weeks. Because this is, a, this is a midnight league. Because it doesn't. Nothing ever gets done until a deadline requires it to get done for most teams. Others strike early. The Cowboys are five minutes after midnight team. They're always. They're always. Put that, that's just the only way he, I think the Joneses know how to do business. Yeah. So you're telling me there's a chance. So just make sure <laughs> you understand 
it's not I, I would be stunned if we come in tomorrow hey guess what two weeks before hey, it's deal done, done. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no 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 well it's just figure out when it is what's the deadline i guess when is that march 9th is the deadline for for franchise tags being applied and i guess you can keep you can apply slap it so the guy does not reach free agency which will never happen in a million march 9th, years march so 9th. so Hopefully. so march 9th when they slap the franchise tag because again that's it's not applied it's slapped on him because he doesn't want it um that'll just be to prevent him from hitting free agency and this thing could then even go all the way to june so just take a breath but he doesn't want to hear about it anymore which means bring it up tomorrow will you please (laughs) we'll do free agency starts on the 17th couple of tag notes uh packers gm brian gunkus said the franchise tag an option for aaron jones an option for aaron jones they can't let him walk man and Bears GM Ryan Pace admitted that Allen Robinson could be franchise tagged. Yeah. Well. I don't think that's what Allen Robinson Oh, wants. first thing we have to do is check his, his Twitter feed. <laughs> how, how do you unfollow or defollow somebody who's already been defollowed? Can you, <laughs> can you like a defollowing? I don't know. Or an unfollow? What is it? Unfollowing or defollow? Uh, I don't un- know. Unfollow. 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 Can you like an unfollow? Can you unlike? Can you, uh, can you unfollow somebody more than once? Whatever that is, that's what Allen Robinson would do if he franchise uh, tag. You can follow them, unfollow them, follow them again, and, and then, keep, then yes, just keep on unfollowing. Quick association note: uh, LeBron James going to miss his first game tonight. Last game before the All Star break, they're playing in Sacramento. LeBron did not make the trip. How about the two seed in the Western Conference, your, your Phoenix Suns? Can we have – hold on a second. And they held on last night after a real bogus ejection of Devin Booker yeah. last oh, night. Oh, that was absurd. That was ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Positive. Just come on. It's not about you. All right. Gray. It's not blue, right? It's gray. It's gray. Um, but how about the Lakers and Clippers looking up at the two seed? Phoenix Suns. And I will tell you this. When do we start pounding the table? Four? For MVP chatter for one Chris Paul. Oh, when does that happen? I would say it's I don't probably not going to happen. Come on. But his uh, impact is I know certainly immeasurable. Are the young studs, yeah. but come on. Are you serious? It, it, not what a get season he's guy. having. He's unbelievable. He's been great. He's been dynamite. Yeah, but I think it's he's always unbelievable and he's no, always dynamite. No, he is not. Oh, when is Chris Paul not amazing? Playoffs. Okay, well, this is regular season. <laughs> but uh, he's been terrific this year. We should start pounding the table for Monty Williams uh, as coach, of the, coach of the year. Yes, we go. should be doing some of that there too. You go. Especially after the stuff you don't that like guy's like been Chris through. Chris Paul for MVP take? Um, no, there are other players more deserving. No, I know that. MVP conversations always like you know, a little something for the effort. Yeah, it's worth a conversation. Oh, a higher register. Maybe that should be my <laughs> higher register for Friday. Let's take a break. Our buddy Rod Woodson will be joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show, talking about his foundation. We'll talk some ball with a man who you'll find out never calls the league by its initials. It's always National Football League (laughs) when it comes to Rod. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed it's summertime i've got this big gig on broadway coming up and i thought you do gotta hang out with my family gotta get on so they invite me out to do certain sporting events throw the first pitch in a ball game where are you doing that did that in akron ohio did a good pretty good pitch then i went to frederick maryland okay frederick keys frederick keys and they maryland. made these bobbleheads of which this is one of... Oh, my God, know. a Shooter McGavin bobblehead. Shooter McGavin bobblehead. Yes. <laughs> so, guys, awesome. Yeah, we, here it is. There it is. We'll have to place this in a in a very special spot here. It's pretty funny. It. He's got the guns out, double barrels, <laughs> <laughs> leaning on his putter. It's pretty funny. Isn't this amazing? Did you realize when you were doing that, Happy Gilmore, that that would be something that would stick with you for the rest of your no career? No idea. I don't think anybody knows when they make a movie if it's going to you know, have legs like this, but this is almost generational now it's because of the beauty of television when it first came out it was a moderate hit but now right people love it and quote it and but it's neat it's that you you own it right i mean you've got a i just read everything that's going on in your you got to hit you want to hit tv show on hbo i mean that broadway revival of the front page it's gonna be massive holy yeah. smokes yeah. but you 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 own this shooter mcgavin thing some other actors i think might not do that um well me. yeah i i I enjoyed the movie. I was a joy working with Adam and, and Dennis Dugan, these wonderful writers. And you know, it's just Judd Apatow was a co-writer, and these guys are they're you know comedy gold. So right. to be with them and to have this movie last as long as it has, it's opened a lot of doors up for me, you know, personally and sure and then professionally. So it's just been a gas. And did you come up with the the, the shooting? Yeah, I had no idea why they called him shooter. Nobody told me anything, so I just started making putts and going shooter. <laughs> <laughs> But the, so there was your, that was yeah, your call. That was my call. And, that, and the very funny thing about this movie, I've told this story, but I, forgive me if I've told you before. It's but okay, go for it. End of the movie, 
You know how I hate in a, in a golf movie where they cut to the hole and the ball rolls in? I want to say, could you please let me make it? It's about a 32-footer. Mm-hmm. And it's not, on a, it's not on a golf green. It's on a botanical garden. So like, he, he, he told me he'd give me like, seven tries. And that's try five. And I lifted out twice. But people were betting. The crew was going, to damn it, can I do this? And so you see who your friend is? And when I, I put, when I put that baby in there and I did it, choke on that baby. And I just you know, did that whole shooter shimmy thing at the end. <laughs> That's the one they left in the movie. And it's so freaking, <laughs> so freaking wrong. <laughs> Fantastic. I love stories like that. I had no idea. Did you know Did you know that before Chris McDonald told us here? That that, that line was ad-libbed because he was going at the crew that bet that he couldn't make the putt. And no. that's what makes the... The best. The movie. I love stories like that. that so YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen show for the entire archive of, uh, of our program. Um, that this fall turns seven, right? It turns seven this Look fall. us. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We'll take your phone calls here on uh, hour number two. Lewis Riddick of ESPN, uh, Monday Night Football, uh, joining us in hour number three, along with Frank Caliendo, who apparently was part of the recruiting process of uh, of J.J. Watt by the Arizona Cardinals. He'll join us in hour number three. Uh, joining me right here on the Rich Eisen Show is uh, one of my, my favorite people. I, I did NFL Total Access with this man more than any other human being on the planet. He's a pro football Hall of Famer. He's also an outstanding broadcaster calling games for our friends at Westwood One. And uh, we want to talk about his uh, football foundation as well, hopethroughfootball.org. Uh, he is Rod Woodson. How are you, Rod? What's going on, my brother? How are you doing? What's going on? I'm doing good. I can't complain. I'm better than I should be, right? That's what we all say. And I mean, the pandemic has kind of made everybody kind of stir crazy. But I think the silver lining is friends and family means more than we thought it should. I love that, Rod. That is a good point. That is an absolutely good point. And so, and and you're a grandpa, right, Rod? You're you're grandpa, Rod, right? I am. I am. I am a grumpy grandpa now. <laughs> So I, I used to be a I used to be a grumpy husband and father, hmm. but now I'm a husband, husband, father, and grandpa. Now uh, this is how I I know you, right? Um, because I've 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 heard so many stories from you. Uh, I'm trying to remember the player that made you the grumpiest playing against him was Webster Slaughter. Is that a correct memory uh, pulled by me? In the, <laughs> that, the, that is absolutely you're absolutely correct. <laughs> <laughs> and we got multiple fights. Why? We got kicked out of uh, a game because uh, he talked a lot, and I wasn't a real talker. But he got under my skin a couple times, and I told him not to say one more. I said, "You said anything else to me, I'm going to let you know." <laughs> and he said something after one of the plays, and I just hit him. And you know, three days later uh, on Wednesday, I got a FedEx package uh, envelope on my on my in my locker. And I got fined. And I was like, okay, that's the last time I'm throwing a punch in a game. So that was it's it. Not worth it. That was it. So, that was it. So it was a money thing. Well, I, threw, I, threw, I threw a couple more punches, but they were low-key punches. <laughs> what does that mean? What do you mean? By, what are you talking about? What do you mean low-key punches? You know, it, people weren't looking, kind of like walking away, just kind of throw it while you're walking away. <laughs> But I just love this one big movement. (laughs) See, now I wasn't even planning on bringing this up with you, but since you mentioned you're grumpy, um, and so I I just remember you told that story to us once, and we thought like Webster Slaughter. That was was that was that a a a division rivalry thing too? Also, could it have been? I think so because you know when I first got to Pittsburgh, it was a central 
right? So the yep. OAFC Central, and we, the Steelers, weren't the best team in the in the Central. So I mean, Cleveland was good, Cincinnati was good, the Steelers were down, the Houston Oilers were a pretty good football team, Houston. and we were a young, up and coming team. And now the last five years under Chuck Knoll. And he would get under my skin at, on on those games that we had to play twice a year. And every single time that I, you know, and, and there's, it happens all the time on a show like this one where people are like complaining about a call in an NBA game, an NHL playoff game, the NFL. I always use the phrase that you said Chuck Knoll would warn you guys about before playing every game about playing better than the refs ref. And that was that I say that every single time you told me that story also on the set of Total Access one day. Yeah, I mean, you got you got to outplay how the refs ref, and then I mean, I mean, when I played, I used to go to the you know the field judge and the back judge, and I say, you know, how are you gonna let us play? You gonna let us hold today? They start <laughs> laughing. You know, maybe I get away with a couple holds, and they like look at me with a straight face and go, no, then I know I got to play a little bit cleaner. <laughs> so, you know, but you do after you do have to outplay how they call the game that day. Because they don't call the games consistently throughout the whole year, so you got to figure it out as a player how they're calling games. If they're if they're calling it tighter, then you got to kind of rein things in. If they kind of let them loose a little bit, then you can kind of be a, you know kind of you know go after and do some of those penalties. Hopefully, you don't get those flags thrown on you. Rod Woodson here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk about the here and now. What do you think uh, went down in that room with uh, Art Rooney the second and Ben when they talked about moving forward here? Is it really only about money? What 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 is going on in your old roost well, in Pittsburgh right I now? I mean, I, I think it. I think it is. I think Ben wants to be there. Uh, you know, I think the Roonies have made a, a concerted effort uh, now to keep their older players. Uh, you know, back when I played, they kind of you know ten year. It was a kind of like a ten year limit with the Steelers. And then once you get 10, it was kind of let everybody go. Uh, now they, they do make a concerted effort to keep their best players. I think Ben wants to be there. Uh, I think Ben made a huge difference in what they did last year on the football field. Obviously, they still need some more pieces to the puzzle, but if they can get Ben back for the right amount of money, and Ben already said that he's willing to take a pay cut uh, to come back. And I, I think the Steelers – would be foolish not to have him there because they don't have a they don't have the future backup no, quarterback don't. sitting in that building right now in Pittsburgh. So I, I think bring Ben back, get some you know if they can get Juju back or not you know get some more speed at the receiving core and find uh, a playmaker at the running back position and upgrade that offensive line. I think they they got a pretty solid football team. Well, I got to tell you, man, those last two uh, points that you made right there is what's crucial because uh, you saw what happened pretty much from Thanksgiving on is every defense was sitting on in the, on the short routes. Everyone was sitting on that because they weren't afraid at all of a running back coming out of that backfield, no matter if it was Connor or Snell or anybody. It just wasn't even it wasn't even the thought process of anybody getting behind them or anybody coming from in front of them. It was just like, just sit on those short routes, and I don't know if Big Ben should be held accountable for that or not, but that it was a disaster. It's just well, I, I, I think, you know, I, I think, oh, obviously, you know, Randy, the um, offensive coordinator, he took responsibility, so they let him go. Um, and, you know, that hopefully the new philosophy is to mix it up. You, you can't be a one-sided football team in the National Football League, be it, be it all short game, be it, all long balls, just being a running game or all passing. So I, I think, 
you have to be able to make defensive uh, defensive players and defensive coordinators play on their heels. And if you can do that, then you can win some of those games. Rod Woodson here on the Rich Eisen Show. And I know that it's your job to get in the head of a, of a, of a quarterback. Um, and so I'm wondering if you can help me here. What do you think goes on in the minds of every quarterback that's playing in the NFL right now, knowing that, you know, for the last few years, it was like, OK, it's possible for me to catch Brady. I can do that. That it's possible for me in my career to walk away with as many rings as Montana and as many rings as Bradshaw. And, and I can, you know, get in the realm of Brady, if not maybe catch him. That's gone now. I mean, that's toast. It's over. It's that, that's what, what must that feel like to these quarterbacks I mean, the in the only, NFL right now? The, I mean, Rich, the only player in the National Football League playing right now young enough that maybe has that hope is Patrick Mahomes. I mean, they... He's young. He, they've been there. Most of the players on that roster are under contract. Um, so they have the bulk and the core of that football team together. They still, EB hasn't got a job, so they still have the coaching staff intact. So, I mean, if anybody in the league can do it, which Brady made it harder, obviously, right? Yes. He definitely did that. Um, it could be Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he can be the one to get there, but obviously, somehow, some way, Andy would have to just keep bringing in different players, um, and they keep winning somehow, some way. It's just what Brady did in his career, especially in New England, when he had probably the least amount of talent at the receiving core in the running back position, and to keep winning that way, and just to leave there go to a new franchise, learn the language for the first half of the year because they didn't have all season. And from the second half of the year on, they were just dominant. Uh, in the running game and the passing attack, he had a great feel for it. And Bruce Aarons let Brady be Brady. And they won a Super Bowl because of that. So what he did you know, in this one year being a champ was just incredible. Uh, I, I never said he was the best quarterback, but um, – talent-wise, and he's not, but he is the best quarterback to ever play in the National Football League. Well, I mean, it's incredible, Rod. I mean, your 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 career, and I'll say it for you because you're a very humble man. I mean, you're one of the greatest ever to lace it up at your position. You're one of the greatest football players ever, and you have the, the resume to back it up in terms of, you know, all-century team and things of that nature. Um, and so put it all together, and you played for one of the most – decorated franchises ever you 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 come back from a knee injury in a super bowl point to your knee as a matter of fact in that super bowl but you didn't come up on the winning end you you got your ring with another organization and you played in others you know how you you were in one um and got you know blown out because of a game plan change i believe the night before uh with the raiders (laughs) you know and so put it all together you know how tough it is brady's had he's won seven rod it's insane when you think about it it's, it's crazy. insane. It's crazy, and he is. I mean, when you when you take when you talk about just pure accomplishments of what he did, and it's not all Brady, obviously, but you know this is a team sport. But for him to win seven, and you know six in New England, he he goes to Tampa, and everybody was questioning why would you pick Tampa? You know, yeah, they got some players here and there, but. Why Tampa? They're not going to be that team. And the first part of the year, it looked like that. But then once Brady figured it out, once Bruce Aarons figured it out, once Brady figured out what all his weapons were and what they could do and what they couldn't do, 
man, that defense, I mean, that offense was just on point. And you, you just have to take your hat off to a guy like that who can, you know, we, we had this question at the beginning of the year that, okay, who takes more credit? Should be Bill Belichick right. or Tom Brady? Everybody's asked that question. And unfortunately, it's looking like it was Tom Brady, even though Bill Belichick should get a lot of that same uh, accolades because they, they won under his watch. I mean, he's one of the best coaches ever to coach in the National Football League, obviously. Uh, but Tom Brady, you know, coaches have schemes, but Tom Brady, he turns those schemes into reality. And he, you know, that little sixth, you know, when he got drafted in the sixth round, that chip stayed on his shoulder throughout his whole career. And it's just amazing how great a player he still is later in his career. Rod Woodson, Pro Football Hall of Famer here on the Rich Eisen Show at Rod Woodson 26 on Twitter, which is how I saw, you know, your video yesterday about your foundation. Um, you tweeted at me and a bunch of other uh, folks on Twitter, and I just called you up or texted you. I'm like, let's, let's chit-chat about it. Hope Through Football at hopethroughfootball.org. I give you the floor on what this is and how people can get involved. Rod. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, Rich, I'm a grassroots football guy. It was great being on TV, especially with you. And it's still great calling games for Westwood One. I, um, you know, I love Howard Dineroff, the, the gentleman who runs yes. it. Um, but helping kids practice or helping our youth practice excellence through football. Everything I have in my life, I got through football. And to give that back to these kids. Uh, and really, what we're trying to do, Rich, is to get their get them to change their mindset of I can, I will. Um, we are what we repeatedly do. Uh, therefore, excellence is not an act. It's a habit. So we're trying to get kids to believe in what they see in the mirror, the person they see in the mirror. And the one thing I really like, Rich, that we do with our group, because we do bring, we bring a speed clinic coach with us. We have a weight coach comes with us and health nutritionist comes with us. We have a recruiter that comes with our group. But the biggest thing I really like that we do mm-hmm. is that we talk about concussion and mental health with the youth. And I think that's really important, especially through the pandemic. We've seen more kids take their lives uh, because of uh, being maybe just wrapped up in the house. I'm not really sure. Um, but we do bring that to light, and we're telling kids that it's okay to want help. Uh, just because you want help doesn't mean you're weak. I think people take that for uh, a misnomer. Um, so we're, you know, we want to make sure that we definitely talk about that with our youth players, um, and then educate the parents on what concussions really are and how that can affect the kids' future. So, but my foundation is, I just want to go out there, help the kids. Um, anybody that wants to help us can go to hopethroughfootball.org. Uh, we have 16 camps, uh, this year, uh, we have 10 in the U S six internationally, um, That's and amazing. you know we're we're definitely doing it. Our first camp is going to be in Houston, Texas, uh, May thirtieth, or excuse me, April thirtieth through May second. And that'll be something that you can go donate and find out how you can um, how you can avail yourself of all the the processes of uh, of Hope Through Football at hopethroughfootball.org and um, creating leaders on and off the field. And that'll be great in Houston. I I hope um, you get a, a commitment from Deshaun Watson. Uh, better than the Texans potentially can these days. Rod, <laughs> I, I got to track his number down. So. I don't know. Just, but, uh, I, I would say ask the Texans for it, but I don't know if he's told him to lose it. You know, I don't know. 
You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think he gave it to David Cully yet. So, <laughs> you, do you like I Cully? I'm sure you must know Cully. You must know him through all the years, right? Cully started in Pittsburgh yeah. way back in the day, back in 1997. I think that was his first year in the league. Um, so David Cully cut his teeth in Pittsburgh, which a lot of the uh, seems like a lot of coaches do now uh, throughout the years. But uh, you know, but I, I'm, I'm hoping that David Cully gets his due. And you know, if they don't keep Deshaun Watson, um, you know, and then David Cully takes that job, well, he took the job because he has Deshaun Watson as his quarterback. And you know, not having him at the forefront of what that franchise is. JJ's gone. He's an Arizona Cardinal now. So who's the next person everybody's looking to? It's Deshaun Watson. And, you know, I would hope that somehow they can work it out. I don't think that Deshaun wants to work it out. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what their stance is going to be moving forward. Yeah, I know. But why, why not get David Culley, a, a young quarterback from a team that, that will take Watson off their hands and replenish all the draft choices for the new general manager, Nick Casario, that the owner obviously thought was the proper combination of coach and, and general manager and let him build from scratch right there. Let him build his, his – why, why have a holdout situation, you know, for the coach that just makes no – sense to me uh unlike, I mean, that's that's gonna that's oh. gonna be between the owner and the, the president of the club right. and you know do they do they let the players make the decision for themselves so that's the question right so you know he did sign a contract a couple of years ago uh you know he's unhappy with the way direction that the franchise has gone the last couple of years uh he wants out i mean obviously jj you know, he wanted out too because he he saw the same kind of writing on the wall. Um, now the owner has to make a decision: Is he going to let every player out when they just because they're uh, unhappy on the decisions that the franchise is making? If they don't, if they do, then they will trade him. If they don't, and they feel that we're going to make our decisions, even and a lot of players probably won't like it, but we're not going to let them just out because they want out. So it's going to be interesting to see how they work it out. But I'm with you, Rich. I'm with you. He doesn't want to be there. Yeah. You know, you're going to get some really good draft picks, yeah. uh, future draft picks, you know, for your franchise and try to hold from that. Now, you're not going to get another Deshaun Watson in that draft, but maybe you can get other positions and you, you just get a well-rounded team and you build a culture of winning and then hopefully they can change the, the you know, the mindset of what a Houston Texan looks like or player looks like in the near future. Maybe you should tell Deshaun Watson while he's holding out, he should just go run track in Berlin like a, a 10th overall pick of the 1987 draft once did. Who's, who was that person holding out on the Steelers back in uh, that, that 1987? Remember, though, they had 87. They had a, they had a holdout. Mm-hmm. They had a holdout. I mean, you know, they had the strike, so, you know, it didn't come back. I mean, the, the scabs or the leftovers, what they called them, yep. those guys were playing. But, uh, you know, the season didn't really start till probably, what, week seven or week six, something like that, with and the it, regular players. And is that when you were but running track? No, Rich. I was a 21-year-old knucklehead kid in <laughs> Purdue. They got to go run, and my first race was in Nice, France. <laughs> and going to all those different countries and running in the European circuit, was just a tremendous thing for a little young kid out of Indiana. See, I've spent too. I spent too much time with you, Rod. I know your whole story. You know, I know your entire story. <laughs> I know too much. I know too much. I appreciate you coming on and sharing, though. Here, appreciate it.
You're the best. No, but I appreciate you letting me use your platform, Rich. Always. Um, but anybody out there listening who wants to help out, they can go to hopethroughfootball.org, and they can donate, and they can reach out to rod at hopethroughfootball.org also. And if they want to be a partner with us in any capacity, uh, we're looking for that too. Anytime, Rod. Let's get you back on, and we'll promote this again. We'll keep hitting it, and uh, best to your family. You be, you be well. All right. You're the best. Well, I appreciate it, brother. Right Thanks. Take you. care. You got it. Hopethroughfootball.org. You can, and it's a uh, hope, T-H-R-O-U-G-H, not the shortening of the word through. I know too much about Rod. No, too much about Rod. <laughs> I know his recruiting story, too, which is in my book. Oh, that's a great story, too, how he got to Purdue. Oh, baby. That'll be for the next time. Hey, all right. 844 It's your phone calls when we come back. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You have two dogs. Two dogs, yes. Okay. Billy Jean and Bob Costas. Okay, now let's walk us through. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I grew up with all rescue dogs. We were just talking sure. about that. And okay. coincidentally, mm-hmm. they all had B names when we adopted them. And so when Andy and I got our first dog, we wanted to give her a B name. And mm-hmm. so, of course, we are huge fans of Billy Jean, and Andy adores her, knows her personally. So we named our dog naturally after Billy Jean. Mm-hmm. When we got our second dog, we just loved Billy and Bob, the idea of two dogs being Billy and Bob. Sure. And so we tried to think of like a tennis Bob, you know, and we thought of an Olympics Bob, Bob Costas. Well, uh, you've never met Bob? No, I have not. Okay, is the actual real live Bob Costas on the line here on the Rich Eisen Show? Uh, Yes, he is. (laughs) Are you there, there, Bob? Yes, and I'm just calling to check on my namesake. Hello, Brooklyn, but really I'm more concerned with how my namesake is doing. Hi, Bob Costas. We've never spoken before. No, no, we haven't. And somehow you've managed, I'm sure, to house train and take care of Bob Costas. And the canine Bob Costas is thriving, I trust. You know, he has his good days and his bad days. House trained is generous. You know, he occasionally leaves us a present on the couch. Um, I hope you don't do the same. Um, And he just got out of his cone last week. So, no, we are not doing a great job raising our Bob Costas. But um, but he... (laughs) is a wonderful, lovely fellow, I'm sure, much like yourself. 
<laughs> and you know, much like myself, he has his good days and his bad days. And you know, Rich, yes. now that I'm no longer doing the Olympics, I'm not going to do the Super Bowl. This may be my single best ongoing claim to fame. <laughs> that Andy, and, Andy and Brooklyn have, have a pup named after me. Well, did you, were you aware, uh, Bob, of, of the dog being named Bob Costas? The first time I became aware mm-hmm. was when Brooklyn was a guest on The Tonight Show when Jay Leno was still hosting. And she dropped this bit of info on a breathless public, and I happened to be watching. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! I had no idea. That's so funny. True story. Are you offended or are you flattered? Because it can go both ways. I mean, English bulldogs are not attractive dogs. It's okay. It may it may, it may help my street cred in some small way. <laughs> I think they are beautiful, beautiful dogs. If that makes you feel any better, beautiful dogs. They 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 are. They are beautiful dogs. Mm-hmm. They don't seem like a perfect physical representation of me. But I'll take whatever you want to offer. It's all good. And Bob Costas, I can only call you by your first and last name now. So if we meet in person, it will be hello, Bob Costas. You must know that. I'm I'm ready for it. Thank you, Brooklyn Decker. Well, I would say Bob Costas stay, but we're out of time, Bob. Well, thank you, Rich Eisen. <laughs> Oh. oh, baby. 844-204-RICH. Chris Brockman checking out Ciara's um, Twitter handle right now. Back here on our radio broadcast. Yep. It was retweeted into my timeline. <laughs> I don't follow Ciara. Yeah. But she's dancing her Cardi B song that everybody's about Ciara right now. Yeah. And boat. you think that she's in there in Miami because well, they're swimming like, with you know, sharks. She's on a huge yacht and the water is oh, crystal clear can, blue. It doesn't look it doesn't look like Seattle, that's all I'm saying. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Doesn't look, I'm just trying, you know. It's, it's def- not Puget Sound? Well, we also learned <laughs> from Mike Puget Sound. We also learned Puget from Sound. Mike Del Tufo's history. It's definitely not the Hudson River. Not, uh, you not be the able Hudson to River. A foot in front of you. <laughs> Jim in Florida, let's take your phone call. What's up? You're on the Rich Eisen show, Jim in Florida. How are you, brother? I'm good, Rich. How are you? I am well. Well, thanks. Appreciate that. What's on your mind today? I have the perfect name for Mike. Oh, Oh, okay. What is it? Oh, God. Yes. It's the Broken Emmy. Yes. Yes. Come on, Mike. Yes. The Broken Emmy. Just Broken Emmy. You don't want the. the, Okay. Broken Emmy. That's it. Broken Emmy. And I can put a picture of an Emmy. In half, like, Jim. Jim, good job, Jim. Yeah. I that's a I like that. That's very distinctive, and it's knowledgeable of his ex-wife being so angry. She threw uh-huh. one of his Emmys at him. Yeah, but exactly. And then it's also a conversation piece because then they're like, "What's the broken Emmy?" Well, I have an Emmy, and it was th- it was thrown at me, and it broke. But I've got others. <laughs> yes. But I've got others. Jim in Florida, a round of applause for Jim in Florida. Well done, everybody. Yeah, thank you for the call. Now, I have to ask this, though. I, I'm not a boat owner. I never will be one, okay? You would, I can see. Never, on. never, never. Get parked next it's to me. It's tough enough to run this show, let alone keep up a boat, all right? <laughs> I Please. just paid a I've lot. Got three children clean. at home. You got to be out of your mind. It's nuts. All right, so listen to me. Is it a problem to name something broken, though? Oh. I mean, right? Is it, is, is it bad luck? It said like broken, broken propeller or broken rudder. Yeah, okay. I mean, then it's diff- Okay, broken Emmy. Okay. People then, have some great names. Like my favorite's corporate headquarters. That's like a sixty foot yacht this guy has. Well, I mean, oh my god. You gotta it's a boat's gotta be big enough to fit the, the that many letters. That's like the Roethlisberger of jerseys. Yeah, I mean that's like the Gilgus Alexander of boats, right? Nice. 
<laughs> I mean, that's like the art. He should have played in St. Louis. Because <laughs> it looks like an arch on his back. Right? But it's that. Mm. Mama D. Mama D. Because then when okay. I get the multiple boats, I can always go one, two, three. I can add yeah, just multiple, one. multiple boats. I mean, I'm getting yes. a fleet. Nice. I want a fleet Gosh, back when I die. Multiple Mighty boats. multiple boats, boats has been called. Multiple Multiple boats. No, Jeff in Detroit. Let's take one of our best and our friend, our our finest from Detroit. What's up, Jeff? What's going on, Unc and Cousins? Haven't talked to you guys in a while. Jeff, hey, man. Good right. to chat with you. What's happening, man? Listen, Matt Stafford landed in the perfect place. And leaving town, the guy leaves a million dollars in charitable donations to the city of Detroit. Can't say enough about this guy. L.A., I'm really looking forward to rooting for him over on you guys' side. Uh, then they go ahead and give us Jared Goff. So, you know, I'm thinking I'm out, but they pull me back in. So now, you know, I'm kind of seeing how, the, how, how next season is going to lay. With J.J. going to Arizona, I see Cliff Kingsbury kind of being on the clock. Like, I mean, if they even start skewing negative, I honestly believe that he's up out of there. And then finally, real quick, Unk. Who takes that playoff uh, that playoff uh, win first between the Eagles and the Colts? Who you got? Oh, I'll take the Colts. I'll take the Colts, absolutely. I mean, you take a look at the Texans in the division. Obviously, the Titans are going to be a team that's in the mix every single year, and you got the Jaguars. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that's an easy path to the basket for the Colts compared to the Eagles in the NFC East. You can have all your fun you want in the NFC East, but you still got Washington's defense. You got Dallas getting Dak back. You got the Giants. Who the heck knows what they're going to look like? Uh, I will take That's the call. True. I did not stutter with the Colts, you know, and, and uh, I appreciate the call, Jeff. And you're going to like Jared Goff. He's a good dude. He's good people. He's good people. Interestingly enough, though, this this quote will not land in Los Angeles very well. Um, Dan Campbell speaking. Um, he can't technically talk about Jared Goff, but he was apparently on our buddy McAfee's show. And um, he said, when you're looking for a guy who can win – uh, at the quarterback spot. You're looking for a winner. You're looking for a guy who's competitive. You're looking for a guy who knows how to calm the storm when things aren't going greater your way. And um, he's also looking for somebody who is, what's the words for it, to make sure, a uh, tough, competitive, even-keeled winner, according to Pro Football Talk. Okay. I mean, Goff, n- not known here for being tough, but he did tough it out through a ton of stuff. And he won. Nobody ta- nobody's taking a, the golf look at this because it's the Lions and it's golf. He's got a shot. He's got, what, about two years to make it work there in Detroit. The yeah. question is, is who's going to be his weapons? Could you imagine they flip Galladay Gall- winds up here in Los Angeles? I can't see that happening. I don't know. I mean, I know the Rams are going to try, but if you're Detroit, you're next just waving weeks, the white flag. Next two weeks are going to be over, over the top about in terms of who stays, who, who, who gets cut, and who's, who's a free agent. That's going to be insane. Next two weeks are going to be something. This is the this is the calm before the storm, For sure. no doubt about that. I just want my quarterback signed, though, right? <laughs> Take Eesh. a breath, brother. I'm telling you, it's going to be a while. It could be till June. They could push it to the last minute with the, knowing them. Lewis Riddick will talk about all of this with the Monday Night Football analyst and talent evaluation expert, to say the least. Frank Caliendo in hour number three as well. And lots to talk about with uh, with Lewis Riddick. 
Rich, you were saying you knew a lot about Rod Woodson. I do. Were you aware that in the early 1990s, Rod Woodson was the proprietor proprietor of perhaps the greatest sports bar I've ever been to my entire life in Pittsburgh called Woodson's? I did not know that. It was, Brockman, you would have loved this place. The video Uh, games were outstanding. uh, The food was great. I mean, Woodson's was the best sports bar I've ever been to in my entire life. Now, does that mean, because then... TJ, was that on the water? It was in Station Square Station in Pittsburgh. Square, right so yeah, so yeah. When Seton Hall played Pitt, I believe, yeah. early nineties. Yeah. yeah, right on the water. Well, so Seton Hall was there for Pitt. So didn't Bettis have uh, a spot too? So if like you're if you're a big star in the Steeler orbit, you open up a bar, a sports bar, and I mean, it, I would proffer to sense. say Rod Rod had nothing to do with it. Like he just lent his name. He's just like go make you know do what you do. Was he around? Did you see him around? Yeah, I remember it was last him one time he came in. We talked about it. I'm pretty sure I saw him. I remember playing NBA Jam with Carnell Lake multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> well, he loved Carnell Lake. He talked about him all. Yeah, the time. Carnell Lake was a good dude, and he was at Woodson's a lot. And I remember beating Carnell Lake in NBA Jams. That's a great quote. NBA Jam. NBA, NBA Jam. With Carnell Lake that is one of the best. Of, game say, by good. the way, that's a great Mad Lib. You know, filling like the Mad Lib yeah. would be. I played blank with blank. First blank is video eighties video game, and then blank is eighties nineties NFL star. Nineties video game. Nineties video game. Yeah. Okay. So what was the golf one? So if it was an eighties one, man, I loved playing Mike Tyson's Golden Punch team. Out with <laughs> uh, hold on right. a minute, Just with, random with, with, NFL oh, with Joe with Joe Klecko. It was great. <laughs> loved playing Mike Tyson's Pump Out Punch Out with Joe Klecko. This be careful. This could be very addictive. Be careful. Be careful. Yeah. Very addictive. Yeah. Be very careful. This is a wormhole. Don't go into I it. I played Miss Pac-Man with Pac-Man Jones. See, no, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. Miss Pac-Man is an eighties game. Pac-Man yeah. Jones is an aughts player. Right. right. That doesn't work. Right. It's like I was playing Golden Tee with Aldo Greco. There you go. Oh, <laughs> and, uh, and by the way, excellent golfer. Aldo Greco, wasn't yeah. he one of those guys he who was, was always up there? Always up there at the uh, great top name. Of yeah. Event. Great yeah. name. Right? Yeah. He was always up there. Oh, there it is. The, oh, the, the, love. the just name it already boat. Hey, look at Liz. Liz is in there. Look at Liz on the boat. This is amazing. Fantastic. Well done. We got out.